What's going on, everyone? It's Adam Van Reed, your host of the Another Hole in the Wall Sports Podcast. It is day one. Day one is just ending right now for the NCAA tournament, and we're just going to go over um, every game that happened today. Right now, West Virginia is just finishing up against Moorhead State, but we're going to start um, in order as it shows us in ESPN, just so you know. And yeah, we're just going to walk through every game best we can. So Yeah, um... Obviously a crazy day, um, lots of overtime games, lots of thrillers, lots of upsets, so let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. First, we're going to start off with Illinois and Baylor both winning their games. Pretty easy wins for both of them, not much to say, I think. Yeah, these games, I watched I watched a little bit of each of them, but once they got to 20 to 30 point leads, I kind of focused on most of the closer games. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, not really too much to say. We kind of expected this. And the only other real big blowout was Houston against Cleveland State as well. So, Yeah, Houston is – I actually have Houston in my final four. Um, so this was an encouraging win for me, for them to see them put up almost 90 points. Yep. But other than that, we got a bunch of close games. And the big one of the day, Oral Roberts being Ohio State in overtime. Yeah, I mean – uh, what a game! Um, what a this game. is not not any one anyone saw coming. Um, I mean, Oral Roberts outplayed them straight up. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not it, there's not really like it's not like you feel like they got lucky. They they really just played well. There, they just had they had two guys, their point guard and their center, um, just dominated the game really. Mm-hmm. Couple knows some of the throughout the last or Robles, uh last win in the tournament was back in '74, so it's been a long time coming. But um, one thing to know is free throws 14 of 18 for Oral Roberts and for OSU 9 of 18. So obviously a huge point differential and per- especially a percentage differential there. I mean, yeah, that's your ball game right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oral Roberts wins by three because they hit five more free throws. In a nutshell, there's your game. And I got a better one for you. 16 to six turnovers. Oral had six. OSU had 16. I would say that's even a bigger cause right there. Yeah, I think as, as we go on, you're going to notice a theme that um, turnovers and free throw shooting are two of, I, I would say, probably the top two determining factors about who wins these games. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but... Looking at everything else, you would think OSU probably wins this game, quite frankly, because they out-rebounded them pretty substantially, also on the offensive rebounds. So you were th- looking at everything else, you would think um, OSU probably easily wins this. A lot of uh, good point totals from their players, but everything else, turnovers and free throws were the big ones for sure in this one. I think the uh, the three-pointers to Oral Roberts, it's six extra threes, which is... A big difference. Points. That's a that's right. A pretty, that's a very big difference, yeah. especially in college when free uh, threes are less frequent. I would say so. Yep. Now we're on to one I'm pretty disappointed about: Colgate versus Arkansas. Colgate ended up losing. Um, they were one of my upset picks, but Colgate had them on the ropes early for sure. Yeah, this was a really good game. Well, I think the second or third game that tipped off today, mm-hmm. um, Colgate was up 10, 15 points, and then Arkansas went on a huge run to close the, Reed the first me, half. And, Reed texted me saying it was over, and Arkansas just went on an immediate 17 nothing run. 
I mean, yeah, I was concerned. I have Arkansas going deep, and they looked really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ended up uh, taking this one by 17, which I think is a good sign for them that they played probably their worst half of the season and were still able to win the game pretty convincingly. Mm-hmm. Colgate basically, I think, lost this game off of turnovers as well as they had 22 compared to 10. I mean, for a team like Colgate to want to compete here, they can't simply have that. They also had 24 fouls, which is a lot of fouls. Um, Committed, yeah. yeah. They shot, they they made 12 threes shooting uh, 44% and uh, lost by nearly 20. I mean, that's that's tough to do. Mm -hmm. Arkansas was able to get to the line 29 times and knock down 22 of them. So, I mean, yeah, another game where turnovers and um, turnovers and the free throws are the big one again. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I mean, if you look at the percentages uh, shooting-wise, uh, I mean, you see that Colgate hit a, a bunch more threes, um, shot pretty even percentages. And then you see the free throws and the turnovers, and that's that's how you get the 17-point margin. Mm. The interesting thing is they were very good from three, but the two best three-point shooters were quite bad from inside the arc because Burns and Cummings both went 4 of 13, but 3 of 6 outside from the arc and 4 of 8 from the arc. So one of them was 0 of 5 inside the arc, and another one was one of seven inside the yard, kind of strange to see and something that might have really hurt him. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, this is a disappointing one for me as I had Colgate winning and it was looking really good and it was looking to be a big bracket buster here, but Arkansas just went on a huge run to end the half. Colgate kept it close for a while, but then basically it was the two big runs from Arkansas that did this game out. Yep, definitely, yep. Alright, now we are going to talk about um, the next game I got, and we are going to talk about uh, Oklahoma State and Liberty. This was another really good game, I gotta say. Yeah, this was um, uh, one that I actually ended up switching my pick, and I picked Liberty. Um, so obviously, not great for me, <laughs> but I mean, this was this was a really good game, I mean... Liberty definitely had a chance to win this one. Cade Cunningham really did not play well at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma State only hit three threes. Uh-huh. And was still able to overcome it and win the game. Yeah, I mean, for Cade Cunningham, Cunningham to probably play his worst game of maybe the season, and they get a nine-point win, it's a good sign for OSU, but in the next round, I don't think they're going to be able to really afford for him to play. Um, how he did. Yeah, I mean, another another thing is, I mean, this was a nine-point game, and Oklahoma State made 10 more free throws. So, I mean, as we can see, continuing with our theme, I mean, there's your ball game right there. What's kind of crazy is um, Liberty actually shot a substantially better percentage from the free throw line, but OSU was able to get there, and Kane Cunningham was 7 of 9 from the free throw line. So... Yeah, yep. So the thing to note is Cade, obviously, is the big player to watch here, and he was quite bad in the first half, and really it wasn't until the last five minutes where he was producing much at all as he earned himself a couple of tough uh, trips to the free throw line and knocked down a big three that basically had 
sealed it in. But overall, three or fourteen, they can't really afford another game like that from him. Yeah, I mean they're yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Overall, a really good effort, I think, by Liberty. But in the end, I mean, shot at eight from yeah, twenty-one think- from three. It's pretty good. I mean. Just couldn't get it done, unfortunately. Yeah, I think if this Liberty team ended up playing maybe a different team outside of Oklahoma State, I definitely could have seen them winning a game in this tournament. But they kind of got an unfortunate draw. Mm-hmm. Next, we're going to be talking about the Syracuse versus San Diego State game. This one just recently ended. This is one we're both upset about. I didn't watch a single second of this game. Um, I was going to watch in the second half, and... I saw Syracuse was up about 25 points and was too disgusted to turn it on, so. Yeah, and I say a big part of this game was Bayheim, how he shot 11 to 15, 7 of 10 from 3 and had 30 points. Pretty incredible performance. 7 of 10 from 3 is certainly not something you see every day. Certainly carried this team to this victory. Yeah, he's one of the best, if not the best, shooters in the country. Um, as we can see, the Orange shot 56% from three. Uh, you're not going to lose a lot of games when you shoot 56% from three. So, In fact, yeah. um, San Diego State only shot 275 from three on 40 attempts. So you don't see that many attempts typically, but in fact, you see hardly ever anything near that. But kind of incredible that this game wasn't close as it was, I think. Yeah, it's that, it's that Syracuse 2-3 zone. That thing, that thing plays in the tournament every year, mm-hmm. it seems. Next, we got what was a really good game, Georgia Tech versus Loyola Chicago. Um, Loyola was able to pull out this win uh, thanks to Sister Jean herself, but yeah, this was a good one. Yeah, this was a really good game. This was another one where Georgia Tech got out to a pretty good start, and then uh, Loyola just kept their composure, battled back, ended up winning it. Um, Something to note is Georgia Tech was without... Um, their best player, their center, I forget his name. He was the ACC player of the year. Um, obviously, I think if they have him, this game might play out a little differently. But mm-hmm. a good win for Loyola, and I'm looking really forward to seeing them against Illinois next round. I think that's going to be a really good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for Loyola, they had four starters in double digits, and it was just a consistent uh, barrage of players able to score for them, which is, I think, always a good thing. So. And um, Williamson with 21 himself, so on 8 of 13. So again, they have two players who shot Norris and Williamson, each 4 of 7 from 3. In college, you're not going to lose many games like that if you have a couple guys who can go out and knock down some threes. All right, so next one. Yeah, I mean, once again, they shot 41% from 3, so yeah. Yeah. So we we keep on seeing um, free throws. turnovers and now we're seeing a lot of three-point percentage being the big thing yep definitely next we're going to talk about Winthrop and Villanova this one just recently ended um this was one where it was close most of the game but in the second half even though it was still doable for Winthrop you just didn't feel like they had much of a chance quite frankly yeah I, I definitely agree this was like you said close to pretty much uh, throughout but uh, with about 12 minutes to go it just never it felt like it was over even though it was like an 8 point game mm-hmm. um, Villanova I mean I think Jay Wright is the best coach in the country I mean they lose their senior point guard their best player uh, they're, they're stumbling in this tournament 
and they're able to win the game where a lot of people thought Winthrop would be able to beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl uh, just stuffed the stat sheet. Um, yeah, this this is a, this is this team could make a little bit of a run now too because uh, as we'll see, we haven't gone over the game yet, but. Um, Purdue got upset, so they're going to actually be playing North Texas next round. So, mm. yeah. yeah, and once we go through all the games, we'll take another look at the bracket and see, okay, what matchups might we be getting next round since well, two divisions are completed for this first round. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Villanova, only six turnovers without your star point guard not playing. That's kind of incredible to me. Yeah, Villanova's just one of those teams. They're just—they're always consistent. They never—they never hurt themselves, and they just—they just play good basketball. Mm-hmm. Now we're on to one of the—not the biggest upset for sure, because we had Ohio State, but University of North Texas versus Purdue. North Texas winning seventy-eight to sixty-nine in overtime—a thrilling game for sure. Yeah, this was this was a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean Purdue. I felt once it went to overtime, I thought Purdue Purdue seemed to have some momentum going, made a little bit of a comeback. I thought they were going to take it, and um, North Texas just I think went on like something like a ten zero run to start the overtime period, and it was just over from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, great win for North Texas. Yep. Um. Yeah, I mean Purdue only scored eight points in overtime, like. You, that's just never going to get it done to and they gave up 17 so and at one point in the second half Purdue had two back-to-back fast break dunks one of which being an and one where it was at that point I was pretty confident in Purdue winning two huge momentum plays but you got to give North Texas a lot of credit they did not give up this game they kept fighting only eight turnovers on the in the entire game and counting overtime um they just did everything they needed to keep in this game. Shot 43% from three on 21 attempts. They just did everything they needed to to keep it close, first of all, which, you know, isn't easy at times, but to force overtime and then take a commanding overtime win, really impressive. Yeah, I mean, like like we've been saying, they shot well from three, well from the free throw line, and then turned the ball over, and that's a recipe to win in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Now we got Utah State and Texas Tech. Um, not much to say on this one, I think. Um, a 12-point Texas Tech win. Wasn't able to watch this one. Um, I'm not sure if you were, but... Um, I watched, I watched, I did. I watched this one a little bit. This was a defensive battle. The first half, I want to say it was like in the maybe low 20s at half. Texas Tech is a great defensive team. Mm-hmm. And they just they just forced a ton of turnovers, forced twenty two turnovers. I mean, there you go. You turn the ball over twenty two times. It's going to be tough to win. This game was at halftime was um, Utah State winning twenty six to twenty three. Second half, so defensive battle, like you said. However, second half twenty seven forty two advantage of Texas Tech. So playing him, I'll play him by fifteen in just the second half. Yeah, this was a game where I actually had Utah State winning it, but um, Texas Tech's a dangerous team, man. They defend, and I, I would not want to see them in this tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't know off the top of my head, but it could be a really interesting matchup based on who they will play next time. Um, yeah, I believe they have... 
West Virginia. No, West Virginia is the other bracket. Oh, no, West Virginia Arkansas. plays uh, Arkansas. It's Arkansas. And that's that's, that's going to be a really good matchup mm-hmm. because Arkansas has got a prolific offense. And Texas Tech brings the defense. That's going to be a clash of styles right there. Mm-hmm. And another thing I really like is Texas Tech. Uh, four of their starters in double j- digits. No one over 16 points, but... You know, just getting 16 out of one player and then double digits out of basically everyone else is just plenty. Yep. Now, I'm not sure how this will fare later in the tournament where you might need a guy who can go out and get you buckets, but right now, it's certainly the recipe to win, I think. Yeah, this is a dangerous team. Obviously, last tournament, they made it to the uh, national championship game. Um, This is just a team that knows how to win. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the one I've been waiting to talk about. Virginia Tech, Florida. Florida wins an, an incredible overtime filler. The first game of the day. This was 12 hours ago. It feels like a year ago. But this was, I think, my game of the day. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, like, like you said, this, this game was literally 12 hours mm-hmm. ago at this time we're recording right now. And, um, I mean, this was, this was an incredible game. Um, back and forth throughout. Uh, Florida missed big free throws in regulation. Had an opportunity to ice the game. I mean, this 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 game had everything. If you didn't get a chance to watch this one, I definitely recommend going and watching the highlights. This was an incredible game. I want to take some extra time to walk through what happened in this game because, I mean, first of all, I actually got to sit down and watch it beginning to end, which doesn't always happen. So, but first of all, um. This was a crazy event just to get to overtime, I think, and it took a lot of missed free throws by Florida. Florida was completely selling at the end. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they had multiple opportunities to try and ice this game, and and they were unable to do so. Mm-hmm. Their sent, uh, one of their bigs shot one of five from the line, basically all in the last three minutes, and that basically gave him an overtime opportunity is what it was well one of four in the last three minutes and then missed an and one in overtime which was another killer but i mean castles castleton from florida was just incredible yeah he was he was really good he had Nine, i want to say around i don't know if the box score pulled up but around 20 and 10 i want to say 19 14 three offensive rebounds six of eight from the floor seven of eight from the line to go along with three huge huge blocks yeah, I mean, there you go. He's, he was dominant in every way. Uh, those blocks, I mean, he had a couple of huge couple of in huge ones. regulation and overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a great game, and obviously now Florida's got, they, they, they play Oral Roberts. They could they could make a nice run here, I think. Mm-hmm. And for, give credit to Virginia Tech for playing as hard as they did. Um, their main guard, um, Naheem, um, 28 points on 8 of... 18 and hit some really difficult shots. I mean, yeah, he had a huge three to even send this one overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, this was, this was, this was one to remember right here. Mm-hmm. A really fun game to watch, and like I, like Reed said, like go watch the highlights if you can. This, especially even if you just watch the last three minutes of regulation and then overtime, this was a great game to watch, and. Not a lot of bad play. Um, Florida, surprisingly, had seven more turnovers and was able to win. But, listen, they just hit, did what they needed to, I think. 
Yeah, they 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 made the plays they needed to down the stretch. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean Castleton playing forty three minutes. It says that did did everything he possibly could to propel this team to victory. Yeah, he really was incredible. Mm-hmm. Great, certainly a great game to watch. Next, we got Oregon State versus Tennessee. This busted some brackets, I think, a little bit, but this was a good one as well. Yeah, I honestly didn't really watch this game too much, um, as it was kind of not close throughout, really. Um, mm-hmm. This was another one where I, I had Tennessee originally and switched to Oregon State, um, and I'm happy I did so, obviously. Um, yeah, I didn't watch really much of it, like I said, but... A pretty dominant win for Oregon State, and uh, this team is hot, and they're rolling right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, a big thing for sure, I think, is Tennessee um, leading score only 14. They have two guys in their lineup, starting lineup with less than four. And for um, Oregon State, four guys in the starting lineup with double digits and a 16-point score on an 8-of-8 eight eight shooting. So, I mean... When this game had started, um, it was just all of a sudden Oregon State was up 10, and they never looked back. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, Tennessee just couldn't make shots. They shot 33% from the floor and 19% from three. That's not going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Roman uh, Silva, 8 of 8 from the floor altogether, and uh, Jared Lucas, 5 of 11 and 4 of 9 from three with 14. They combined for 30. Really impressive by the both of them. Yep. Next, we got a really uh, one that was kind of over from the over from the start. It felt like Wisconsin versus North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I hope anyone out there didn't pick North Carolina to win the championship. I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, another game I didn't really watch because it wasn't particularly close throughout, but. One thing that's sticking out to me now looking at the box score is Wisconsin shot 48% from three on 27 attempts. Mm-hmm. Something else to note about I mean, Wisconsin yeah. is two guys scoring over 20. I mean, we we don't see that a lot. Yeah, I mean, if you if you get that production from guys, from two players, and, and shoot that, that clip from three, I mean, you're it's going to be tough to lose. Yeah, Davidson... Um, 10 of 15, 5 of 7 from 3 to have 29, and Trice with 8 of 15, 3 of 8 from 3. I mean, when you have two guys quite like that, it's going to be nearly impossible to stop them, and that's just kind of what it is. Yeah, I mean, if this team shoots like they did today, they they got a chance to beat Baylor. Yeah. I'm sure you hope not, though. Yeah, I, I hope not. Uh, Baylor's five picked to win the national championship, mm-hmm. so hopefully they cool down. Yeah, uh, but that was, I, I think, maybe one of my more impressive showings of the day is those two guys really showing out. And eat. I don't think we've ever seen we've seen a lot of teams not have a twenty, uh, uh, twenty point score in this, and now to see a team with two of them, uh, that's really impressive to me. Yeah, I believe Oral Roberts also had two two guys in the twenties, but yeah, nonetheless, a very impressive feat from those guys. Mm-hmm. All right, next we are going to talk about a really close one: Rutgers versus Clemson. Yeah, I mean this this game was one I watched, but I wasn't 
I wasn't totally locked in on it. I was switching around a lot throughout the games. But I'm happy for Rutgers. I, I picked them, and it had been since, I don't know if you have the date written down, but, I mean, it had been nearly 40 years, I want to say, since their last NCAA tournament win. So, good for them. I'm happy for them. Yeah, I mean, this was one of the closer ones of the day, besides the overtime games, of course. But uh, Rutgers, like, only shot 40% and 27%, but I don't know how they... Only 14 turnovers, too, but just barely scrape over uh, Clemson. Yeah, like you said, looking at this um, box score of this game, I mean, you, you it would it's a 50-50 on who won it. It's, so. It looks kind of gross, quite frankly. <laughs> I mean, give credit, give credit to Rutgers. They made the plays down the stretch to be able to win it. This was a close one throughout, and like I said, I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. Not many uh, star players did not notice right now on offense, but Jacob Young, 5 of 7 and 3 of 5 with 13. That was a huge push to them, I think, and something that really kept them going. Yep, definitely. And our last game to talk about that just ended was Press Virginia versus Moorhead State. Um, Moorhead State gave them a pretty decent fight most of this game, but West Virginia ended up winning by 17. Um, just got on a late game surge that won them this game, quite frankly. Yeah, this was one I can't say I watched too intently. I tuned in a couple times, but not really. But the two things that stick out to me, um, kind of our theme of this episode, um, the free throw shooting, uh, 15 free throws, made 11 compared to 5 of 9 for Moorhead. And as we know, West Virginia with that defense forcing 19 turnovers, I mean... They're, they're going to be a tough out if you're going to be giving up the ball that much to them. Mm-hmm. Also, a big thing, Miles McBride, 11 of 17, 3 of 4 from 3, 30 points. I have, we haven't seen many 30-point uh, scores, and to have one is very dangerous, along with a great defense. Really impressive showing by West Virginia, I think. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I had West Virginia losing next round to San Diego State, but that's neither here nor there. But, um, <laughs> this team is dangerous and not one I would want to see right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think an impressive showing by Moorhead to keep this game as close as it was at some points because this was really close at some points in the game, but they just didn't have the capabilities to get through that offense, I think, at the end of the day. However, um, however Devin Cooper with 21 on 7-11 did everything he could. Yeah, I mean, looking at the box score, I mean, they shot great from three, 53%, um, but the turnovers are what killed them. Absolutely. All right, so now we're just going to look at some of the potential matchups for next week now that we have them all, and we're just going to take a quick second to go through those, and then that'll be all for tonight. So first, we're going to have Baylor versus Wisconsin. Could be a really good one, I think. Yeah, I mean, like I said, um, this, if Wisconsin's shooting the way they did today, I mean, they could definitely take this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm looking now, it doesn't actually say the times for these games. They all say 12, so yeah. I guess they're not out quite yet. Right, right. The time of recording this, but um, all these games are going to be on Sunday, so yeah. Yep, and then we'll have Villanova, North Texas, where unfortunately I had picked Purdue to win, so. Against Winthrop. <laughs> also, I picked Purdue to win. <laughs> um, but looking at this matchup, I think this 
like bracket is setting up pretty well for Villanova. Obviously, mm. we mentioned their injuries before, but this is just a, a technically sound team that should beat North I, Texas I pretty solidly. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they got championship pedigree, having won two in the last four tournaments. So, mm. not a team I would want to play if I'm a team like Baylor who um, is trying to make a run. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about Texas Tech versus Arkansas. Um, this could be a quite interesting one, I think, too. Yeah, I think this might be one of my favorite matchups right now. Uh, that This one and one we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, like I mentioned before, this is just really a clash of styles. Texas Tech, one of the best defenses in the country, and Arkansas is one of the best offenses in the country. Um, really, really interesting to see how this one plays out. Mm-hmm. And then we have Florida and Oral Roberts, where I had Ohio State winning, where I think most of us did, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I had Ohio State winning, too. Um, yeah, I mean, this it's, it's always interesting to see when a team pulls a big upset like that, whether or not they can sustain that success. Um, a lot of times they get that big win, and they, they, it feels like they're flat the next game. Mm. So it should be interesting to see if Oral Roberts can put it together again and make it to the Sweet 16. Um, this is one where after seeing them play, it wouldn't, really wouldn't surprise me, I think, at this point for Oral Roberts won as they had such a great um, offensive showing against such a good Ohio State team. And it, I don't think it was surprised after the, what we saw. It would surpri- be too surprising to see um, Oral Roberts win. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see it either. But I also think after what I saw from Florida today that they're not going to be an easy out by any means. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now we're down to the Midwest. Illinois is loyal at Chicago game one. Yeah, this this is my other game. This is my other game right here in Battle of Illinois. Uh, Illinois, one of the best teams in the country, been playing great. I, they're on some, like a 15-1 and one stretch right now, I want to say. And then you got Loyola Chicago, the team that that just doesn't seem to know how to lose. They, mm-hmm. They're back. They made the Final Four in 2018. And I this is this is one I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Three more to talk about. Um, Oregon State versus Oklahoma State. The big thing here, I think, will be Cade coming, coming, Cunningham bouncing back. If he does that, Oklahoma State shouldn't have much of a problem. If he doesn't, I probably can see Oregon State taking this one. Yeah, Oregon State's been playing their best basketball. They're another team that's been hot. And um, obviously Oklahoma State led by Cade. Um, this, this should be a good one as well. Mm-hmm. So then we got Syracuse West Virginia. Um, one of the more interesting ones, I think, of this next uh, slate. Yeah, definitely. Both these teams known for their defenses. Syracuse with their 2-3 zone. West Virginia with their press style. Um, two teams that like to try and pressure their opponents, force a lot of turnovers. I would expect this one to be low scoring with a lot of turnovers. And if that's your kind of game, I I definitely be on the lookout for this one. And the last one's going to be Houston versus Rutgers. Um, the big thing will be if Houston's point guard who went down with injury today is all good for this one. If if so, Houston should be able to pull out a solid win in this. They have a lot of firepower. Yeah, uh, Houston is my pick to represent this region in the Final Four. Um, so yeah, this one this should be a good one as well. Uh, Rutgers, obviously, they got their first tournament win in 
40-ish years. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if they can do it again. And of course, my Midwest bracket was perfect until about an hour ago where San Diego State and Clemson both lost, but I guess we can't have nice things yeah. for too long. <laughs> Overall... Yeah, do you want to you you go over um, our wrong predictions real quick? Yeah. Um, I'll start with um, the South. Um, basically, first I picked Winthrop and... It was a close one, but um, they weren't able to pull it out. I also had Purdue, which I'm sure most people did. That one really hurts because I had them winning two games, but like again, most people probably did. Colgate was one of my sleeper picks. Uh, did not pan out like I had hoped. Reed texted me, said it's over. I was happy. They blow the game. I mean, what can I do? <laughs> then, then I had Virginia Tech, but. I can't be too mad as they probably shouldn't have even gotten to overtime given the lack of free throw shooting from Florida, but um, gave it a really close effort. I thought they were going to take it in overtime, but they weren't able to, and obviously Ohio State. And then from the Midwest, like I just mentioned, San Diego State and Clemson, both wrong, but I have them both losing in the next round, so it's not too terrible for me, I would say. Yeah, so... um... Out of my South region, I have Purdue, like you said. I think most people have that. Mm. I had Utah State beating Texas Tech, which obviously we saw wasn't right. And I had Ohio State, obviously, too. I had Ohio State and Purdue both going to the Sweet 16, but my Elite Eight is still intact, so I guess not the worst. Um, Out of the Midwest, I had Liberty and San Diego State both wrong. Unfortunately, I had both of them going to the Sweet 16, so mm. not ideal there, but overall not a bad day. I, my bracket is right now in the 88.4 percentile, and my max is still 1790, so I'm more than alive in our bracket league and doing fairly well, I would say, so far. Yeah, so I had a few, I, I say my problem is I had a few risky picks, but the thing is, um, most of those risky picks... Uh, even though I was wrong, I didn't have the other team to win more than one game or anything. So I don't... My max is still 1770, even though I'm only 40 percentile right now. So I still have a good max despite taking some riskier picks today that didn't pan out. Right, like, right, like uh, as we... As if you don't know, the, well, the way this works is it doubles. The point values double every round. So realistically, these first rounds don't mean too much as far as getting a top bracket is concerned. Right, and Ohio State hurts more for me than it does for you because I did have him in my Elite Eight, but otherwise my Elite Eight is still intact, and then Purdue is the only one that kind of hurts at all. But those are two where I'd have to say 99% of people are hurting from those, so it's not the worst thing if you're comparing brackets, I would say. Exactly, yeah. If, if it's a game where most people have the same pick, it's it's not going to hurt you too much because it's going to hurt everyone at once, so it'll mm-hmm. pretty much even out. All right, what are you looking forward for tomorrow? I mean, another day of the 12 hours of basketball. I mean... Anything specific? Uh, Any certain um, games? Let me take a quick look. Um, well, I mean, just in general, just looking forward to another long day of basketball mm-hmm. tomorrow. Um, Georgetown, Colorado, the first game of the day, that should be an interesting mm-hmm. one right off the bat. Uh, mm-hmm. Georgetown's obviously playing hot right now. 
Um, same Bonaventure LSU at 145. Mm-hmm. I have LSU going to my Sweet 16. I know you do as well. So yeah, so be a big game for us. That's a big game for us because I mean, it certainly is possible for them to lose in the first round, but us being right in that, winning, us being right in them winning a couple games would be huge. My other big one is Oregon, since I have them in my Sweet 16 too. So, uh, I'm, those are the two games I'm concerned about tomorrow for sure. Yeah, I actually have Oregon in my Elite Eight, so that one's even bigger for me. Um, I, do I? Um, and, and then, obviously, I'm looking forward to the UConn game tomorrow, UConn and Maryland. Um, but yeah, just look, overall looking forward to another great day of basketball tomorrow. Yeah, so my mistake, Oregon is also my Elite Eight. I swear we didn't make the same bracket, but um, basically my, I'll say, recipe to win my bracket league right now is, first of all, Gonzaga needs to win. In Oregon and LSU need to make the runs I predict them to. And if that happens, I think I'll be in good shape. Yeah, my key is just I need Baylor. Just Baylor, baby. <laughs> yeah, I got there's, there's me and one other guy who has Baylor. And I'm ahead of him, I think, by a pretty decent amount right now. Mm. So for me, it's just going to come down to whether or not the Bears can cut down the nuts. Mm. Uh, any idea if we could check how many perfect brackets there are left? Um we I will check, but it might be too many to count. Yes. For, um, to look at on the app. So I believe an hour ago it was about a thousand, but given um what, given the last couple games, I'm not sure how much that affected it. But I don't think it would be too crazy of an effect since they were kind of, I mean Syracuse, yeah, but we all kind of predicted the West Virginia. So for the most, I, I always think. What's up? I always think it's funny when I look at these perfect brackets remaining and, like, you could tell, like, people just press random and did it. Like, this one has Oral Roberts winning the championship. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's obviously still perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not right, I man. Think that's funny to look at. <laughs> it's not right, man. Anyway, um, yeah, I hope everyone enjoys the game tomorrow. We'll be back soon going over more games once they happen. Yeah, hopefully we get another good day of basketball like today. And, um, I mean, Leo, like I've been saying, enjoy it. Uh, we obviously won a year without the tournament last year, and it's just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best times of the year. Hey, make sure to follow us um, another Hole in the Wall Sports on Twitter, and then follow our personals in the bio. Uh, thank you all for listening. Have a great night.